Man, if this is your first Sunday here, <laughs> how dumb is this church? Look at us. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, I, I don't know what the personality test is, those that are choosing to wear their hats and those that are not. It looks like we got like a 40-60 split. I'm, I'm like 40% hat, 60% like that. I don't know what this, is, what this is, but I'm not wearing that stupid hat. Um, I'm making a choice today. I don't even know what the choice is, but I'm wearing this hat and I feel like it serves some kind of purpose. I just don't know what the purpose is. Um, but welcome. If you don't know um, us or, or who we are, uh, all we're doing right now is celebrating that today marks the eighth year of our existence. So this little church is eight years old today, uh, which is super surreal. And uh, thank y'all for clapping. It feels better that you clapped in that moment. Um, but uh, yeah, so happy birthday to us. And, and today... Uh, we'll look a, a little different um, aesthetically, uh, but also just how the day kind of functions. So a, a lot of times when, when one of my friends or myself has a birthday, we'll, we'll get like, you know, five, 10, 15 of us together. And one of the things that we try to do um, every single birthday is to not just like celebrate, you know, and, and have a party and have fun, but typically we try to take at least like a solid 20 or 30 minutes to sit in a circle and to kind of one person at a time goes around and goes like, hey, here's some of my favorite memories with you in the last year of your life. Um, here's some places that I'm like so proud of you over the last year of your life. Here's some things I'm so thankful for in you or the last year of your life. It's like a really just good moment. I don't know if you do this on birthdays, but if you don't, you should, with at least one person. Like, take a moment just to reflect. Like, birthdays are, anyone seen The Office? Um, that's what that was. Shout out, Dwight. Um, but, but yeah, kind of taking advantage of, of those moments to, like, stop, to reflect. Have you noticed that life has this tendency to kind of keep you sped up, to keep you looking forward, moving quickly? Like there's not a lot about life that goes, hey, how about you slow down and think about the past and choose to be thankful for something? Like that's just not like an instinct that culture tends to produce in us, right? And so I think there's something for us in that. I think there's something really powerful when we choose to like slow down and reach for perspective. And I'm not like making up this idea. Uh, this has probably been around in several traditions for thousands of years. But specifically, if you look at even like the biblical story, uh, I was reminded of Luke chapter 19, when Jesus is having what's uh, kind of infamous for being the last supper. He's with his disciples. It's over this annual festival called the Passover. Jews get together, they share a meal. But Jesus institutes this thing like that we now call communion. And he passes out bread in a cup. And he says in, in chapter 19, he says he, he took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and he gave it to them. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. So from now on, every time you eat this bread, he says, do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, he took the cup after they'd eaten the bread and said, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Jesus is instituting this communion piece to his disciples because he knows what their future is gonna be like. 
man, you're about to go and faithfully like preach my name. Like for the, can you imagine being the first people to have the Christian message? Literally every audience has never heard what you're about to say, everybody. No one knows what you're about to say and you're gonna talk about Christ and he goes, hey, like do this in remembrance of me because like there's gonna be some fun seasons in life. There's also gonna be some hard ones. And if you don't remember my body and my blood and what my death and my resurrection did for you, you're gonna have this tendency to be like immersed in fear, anxiousness. You'll try to do it on your own power instead of remembering that it's already been done, that it is finished. Like, so do this consistently in remembrance of me. And so that's what kind of the heart of today is. I'm gonna invite us to simply remember. We're gonna look at a couple different avenues. First, we're gonna spend some time and I'm gonna invite you to reflect on your personal life in the last year. Now, some of you, maybe you do this regularly, but some of you, you have not paused and thought about like what has happened in the last year of my life personally. And I'm gonna invite you to reflect, but not just to reflect, but to reflect with gratitude. So to, to look specifically at some things that you're grateful for, some people that you're grateful for. And then after that, we're gonna take some time to reflect on this church's life and where we've seen God in the past year. And I just need to preface it with this. Today, like every Sunday, the onus is on you. You've gotta participate, you've gotta lean in, like you have a lot to do with how meaningful a Sunday is. Today, that will be especially true. The more you invest in reflecting over the last year, over like writing some things down, maybe even talking to God about some things you're reflecting on, the more rich and more meaningful this morning will be. Does that make sense? Like you gotta lean all the way in. So I know it's 9 a.m. I know you're probably halfway through your coffee right now, but as best as you can, I really wanna invite you to be fully locked in, fully present as you reflect and remember the last year of your life. And go ahead and throw a, oh, <laughs> you... Jalen, <laughs> Jay Dunk, what's up? Um, so here's some questions. We're gonna spend like four or five minutes right off the jump, like inviting you to reflect personally. If you've got access, Jalen, to that little like 9 a.m. little prayer playlist, we'll play some music so it's not too awkwardly quiet for you. And here's some prompts. And I want you just to take four or five minutes and I want you to just think over the last year of your life. And there's no pressure, you type A people, you don't have to answer all four questions. You might get stuck in the first two and that's totally fine. But why don't we spend some time like thinking over the last year and, and where you're comfortable, like dialogue with God about it. If there's a thing that comes up in your mind that you're thankful for and you don't feel like moving past it, meditate on it and talk with God and just say, God, thank you for this. This is why this meant so much to me. Wow, like I knew that was significant, but now that I'm thinking about it, that moment shifted so much for me and I can't thank you enough. Like, and just sit there, but go ahead and reflect on these questions. And then in about five or six minutes, we're actually gonna circle up and we're gonna share. And I'm so sorry to those of you that are like, are you kidding me? We're doing the thing where we circle up and talk to strangers. And I know it can be annoying, but we're gonna do it. It's gonna be sweet. So, all right. I think that's a good enough preface. Let's get to it. Pull out a phone, pen and paper, whatever it looks like for you to really reflect and participate in this moment. I'm gonna type on my nifty little computer. I wanna invite you as you're reflecting on these questions, like who is someone that's impacted your life in a positive way? Maybe add the question, how? 
what are some of the things you're most thankful for and why? I try to get descriptive. Before we transition to groups, I'm gonna give you one solid minute to pause what you're doing, to close your eyes, and just just as personally and as genuine as you can muster it up, tell God thank you. Find that gratitude in your heart. Tell him thank you. Father, thank you for the many gifts that you've given us. Thank you, God, for, we know life is hard, that life is painful, there's, that there's hard things, we understand, but there's also such power in just like choosing to find things that we're grateful for. And often when we do that, we find that there are many, many, many things. So we say thank you. All good things are from you. Thanks for your kindness, your sweetness, your grace, the circumstances, the people, the events that have meant so much to our hearts in our lives. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. All right, this is the vulnerable part, and I, I really have thought carefully through what I'm asking of you at 9 a.m. in the middle of a church gathering to circle up and to go through the, hey, what's your name? Oh my gosh, where are you? what are you doing? Okay, <laughs> like, I understand, all right? So look, we're going to keep this simple. Just share your first name and choose one question to answer and just listen thoughtfully um, and then in a few minutes, I'm going to ask two or three people to come up and just share from the mic. But um, yeah, for now, let's circle up in groups of three to five. Let's make five the max number so everyone has time to share. And I'm just going to encourage you, be vulnerable, be genuine, and there's no pressure to be best friends or to get to know each other on some super deep level. But let's, let's try it. Let's circle up and testify together. Right now, move those chairs around. Look for coffee on the ground. There will be spills. Groups of three to five, simply sharing. Each of you can choose a different question, do whatever you want. Share your first name and be as vulnerable as you're willing to be. About 30 more seconds. All right. All right. Can you guys hear me? Am I on? Yeah, I'm on. All right. Come back to me. Come back. You don't. Hey, don't don't leave your circles. Don't leave them. You're gonna you're gonna stay in that circle. Clay, do what you need to do, man. Go in peace. Go in peace. Um, you're gonna be right back in that circle. So you can stay in the circle. You can whatever. Um, I wanted to give a, a brief time. I've asked, I've asked uh, two people, one person just now, um, but uh, a couple people just to share in like two minutes or less, just an example of where they've seen God in your life. So I'm going to ask my, my guy Tanner to come up. This is Tanner. Shout out, Tanner. How we doing? How we doing? Is this on? This, this one on? I probably don't need it. I can probably talk like this. No, okay. I'll talk in this. Never mind. Um, that got shut down real quick. I'm going to talk about, I didn't really know these questions when he asked me to do this, and so... Uh, I just was kind of reflecting, and it really goes in line with, I guess, the fourth one. And what I wrote down was just, really, I think, just the Lord's mercy um, and how he continues to just humble me. Uh, um, really, I've seen him grow me in my humility a lot this past year. And the, I think what's grown the most is just as, through humility, he's really allowed me to listen better and to, to see the person in front of me better. Um, he's really allowed me to be a sponge, like just to, when I am listening, just to really soak in 
the words that are being spoken to me and to hear what people are saying. He's been able to take that and then to ask good questions. I used to, someone would talk to me, I just would kind of skip past it and ask what was on my mind, but just allow them to sit and listen and hear what they're saying and hear their heart and then to ask a good question and a follow-up and then to soak that information in. Or that's for me to grow in wisdom, grow in understanding of something, or just to get to know someone better. Um, it's just been, he's been very gracious with that. And I think the last thing in that humility is he, he's given me like a, a new perspective of how to ask him what he sees. And he's given me new perspective on how to ask, what, hey, Lord, what do you think in this moment? Like, hey, God, I know you're there. I know you're with me. I know you're listening. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you, what do you want me to do? And um, I've just seen a lot of growth in that aspect of my life this past year. And I'm just, I'm very grateful for his mercy and his grace and his love in it. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks, bro. Love you. Boom. Um, all right, this next person, her name's Kaylee. Kaylee, come on up. I just asked her to do this. So um, Tanner had like a three-day heads up. <laughs> so here you go. But y'all give it up for Kaylee. Of course. Oh, of course, you're already ready. No. Um, I'm Kaylee. Um, so this last year has been a whirlwind in a lot of really awesome ways in my life. I got married. Um, me and my husband got in our first apartment. Um, we've had uh, new nieces and little cousins being born. Um, we just got a puppy. So I feel like the Lord has just been really showing me that there's so much joy in just being content with what you have. And I'm very, very blessed. And I just feel like this time this morning was really good to just reflect in all those blessings and, and just being able to say, wow, you know, when I was 18 and we were in high school and you write your five-year plan or your 10-year plan and everybody thought they were going to have babies by 22, not the case for a lot of us. Um, but I feel like now at this age and at this time, it's the Lord's telling me, this is right where I wanted you to be. And these are all the things that I've given you. And my husband, when we were, when we were just meeting and talking, he said, just making sure we're using those blessings and we're using those things that he has given us to then become a vessel, to then proclaim and advance the kingdom in those ways. So yes, we are blessed. Yes, we need to be thankful and joyous, but also we need to be able to use that to bless others and to give that to more people because here as young adults in Nashville, everybody living their best life, yes, we're doing great, but we have a calling to continue to Claim the kingdom, and um, I just feel like that's where I'm at in my life. And yes, I have it, but like, let's let's give it and go forward. So, go on, preach, then. Hey, I wish I wish Kaylee would have like brought a Bible up and like opens. In fact, open your Bible to Matthew chapter 28. I want to talk about the Great Commission for a second, how that plays out in Nashville in 2022. Um, thank you, Kaylee. All right, next piece. Um, all right, moving on. We're going to talk about the. We're going to reflect on being a church family, and so. Um, this will maybe feel like we're like patting ourselves on the back, but we're not. Like, I, I just, what we do here is a gift. And I love this family. I love what happens here on Sundays and, and throughout the week. And it means so much to me. And um, I, I think it probably means a lot to a lot of you. And so I want to give us a chance here. So it, even in your circles, take like, because time is a factor, take like three minutes, reflect personally on, this, on these questions. How has this church family been a blessing in your life? And how have you seen God's hand at work in your life? Did that just happen? Oh, 
oh man, the enemy, won't he try? <laughs> but the Lord said no. Uh, sorry. Um, don't remember that I said any of that. Uh, but where have you seen God at work? And this doesn't have to be just in your life, but just in the family. Like, how have you seen God's hand at work? So anyway, I'll give you like two or three minutes to reflect personally, and then I'll, I'll lead you to, to discuss with your groups. About 90 more seconds, 90 more seconds. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you all for doing this. We got two more folks that are gonna share. I'm going to go ahead and invite uh, my friend Hannah up. Y'all give it up for Hannah. Take it away, Hannah. Hi, guys. Okay, so I wrote down what I was going to say because, you know, who's to say? So I've been coming to (laughs) Hillsborough Village for a year and a half now. I started coming last summer, and I've been at Ethos in general for five years. Um, And I feel like when I shifted to this campus, I shifted because it was smaller and I wanted to just be seen and known and recognized if I wasn't here, you know? Um, And I felt like that has started to happen. Um, My prayer was that they would hold me accountable in my spiritual life. And I feel like I am eager to find people to talk to that want to talk about their faith and learn from our mistakes. And I feel like that has been a huge blessing here. And I've just noticed a lot of different blessings in general. Um, One being that the people here are just really servant-hearted. I've had the privilege to be on a volunteer team. And every time that I'm on it, I'm like, wow, we have so many volunteers. And then I realized none of them are on the volunteer team for that week. (laughs) And so they just decided to help. And every week, it's great. We always have people huffing all the chairs down there. But um, (laughs) yeah, but so if you're not on a volunteer team, maybe you should be. Um, But I think something else that I've just like really noticed is our desire to be vulnerable as a church. And I don't feel like that happens everywhere. I think a lot of people can come on a Sunday, it's a checklist and and they move on. Um, But I feel like here, even just like in sharing in small groups, people are willing and able, they just share their name and then they share a piece of their testimony. And that's just really cool to see. Um, And I also just feel like as a church, we're really working on our prayer lives um, and wanting to pray over people. And that's just a practice that I don't think everyone is able to work on as well. And I think we're really motivated to do that. Um, And I I say that coming from a church that was very just like awkward for a long time and very solemn. And then coming here and being like, you know what, I'm just going to pray with you. And we're going to have our eyes open and we're going to be crying through it. And that's okay. And so that's just been really cool to see. And also just like in house churches as well, I have the privilege to lead a house church this year and I have loved it. Um, I was also a part of one last year and I just feel like it is just the best environment. You're one in your sweatpants, so it's great. Um, (laughs) And also you just get to see a lot of people's hearts and their motivations. And then you really realize like the church is living and breathing and it's more than just a Sunday church service. Um, And so I guess my biggest thing is just to encourage you to dive in more if you haven't. Um, I have been taught growing up that 
discomfort produces movement. And I feel like when I started here, that was something that's just like really awkward. You don't know anyone. It's a small church. It's pretty intimate. And you walk into a room and everyone kind of knows each other or you think they do. Um, but I feel like it's just grown so much for me. And this is one of my favorite times of the week. And so if you need someone, just a friendly face, I'm always here for that. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Thank you. I don't have a clue what these people are going to say when they get up. I mean, it's so sweet, Hannah. Thank you. That was awesome. Uh, Christy, you ready? Give it up for Christy. There you go. Good luck. Hey, y'all. Happy birthday. Um, I will say that, so my husband, Nathan, and I are probably like the 1% of people in this room over 40. Um, but we're so... <laughs> Um, but we are really here because of um, our son. Actually, he's not here today. He's out on tour, but he's 22. We have uh, Noah, 22. Ellie's 19. And then Annie Rose is here with us. She's 15. And um, But Noah started going here. And thank you, Emmy, um, just for being the church at work because um, she invited him here. And not to tell his story, but just Noah's in a just that season of like owning his faith for himself um, apart from what we obviously raised him in the church and then the faith and, but it was needing to become real for him. And so thank you, Emmy, um, for just inviting him to this place. Cause we just started seeing the fruit in his life. Um, things like, yeah, I think I'm going to pray about that. Or um, just him including the Lord and talking about the things of the Lord. And we were just like, okay, where are you going to church? <laughs> what is this place? And so we actually came in July and we've been coming ever since. <laughs> so um, we just love it. And I'm so thankful for the worship and for the teaching because I feel like it's just this beautiful like marriage of like the beauty and the practical side of really walking with the Lord cultivating his presence like Monday through Saturday and um, really what it looks like to live from God rather than for him and um, that's a beautiful thing to get to be a part of um, it feels less like an event right and more like we're a body of people coming together for spiritual practices that are just transforming so we love it and we're so grateful thank y'all Hey, wow, I was almost teared up there on that one. Uh, that was sweet, thank you. Um, I'm a new person standing up here this morning, again. Uh, um, let me think about what I'm doing. So, not to this morning is a special uh, Sunday. Not only are we celebrating eight years together as a church family, but we're also gonna start a new tradition this Sunday. Um, so we are starting this new tradition of publicly like recognizing and welcoming new family members here at Ethos Hillsborough Village. Um, and so you guys out in the crowd who are new family members, you know who you are. And I'm going to go ahead and invite you guys to come up here. If you're wondering if that's you, if you didn't get an email from me this week or last week, it's not you. You're good. So um, these people standing in front of you, we still have a few more coming down. Uh, <laughs> plot, twist. plot twist, also, yes, myself and Taylor. Um, so the people standing up here in front of you guys are 
new family members here at Ethos Church Hillsborough Village. We, in the last several months, have had, we've got 16 new family members between our 9 a.m. gathering and our 11 a.m. gathering. And these people are here this morning at our nine. But being, becoming, like placing membership at a church, being a member of a church family is no small thing. And so we wanted to start this tradition of publicly recognizing uh, our new family members and welcoming them into this family. Um, let me get some notes pulled up real quick. Hey, Bubba, how are you? That's my son, Marlo. He's pretty cool, pretty cute. Here we go. Cool. Um, so, these people have committed. They've not. They've gone to our open house process, um, which is like a meeting that we have, and we have dinner, and we just talk about our history, who we are as a church, what we're doing. So these people have been to that, and then they've also filled out forms committing to doing certain things here in this church family, committing to cultivating a culture of contribution, committing to, you know, exemplifying what it looks like to follow Jesus in this family, committing to serving and f- giving here in this church family. Uh, these are people that have said, hey, I am fully invested in the life and ministry of this church family. And so um, I just wanted to take a moment and talk about this phrase, family member. What does that mean? Uh, so family, most of us get, right? We understand what family is. Family is people that you belong to, whether you like them or not. Whether you chose them or not, they're people that you belong to for better or for worse and through thick and thin. And, but what unifies family is, hey, Bubba, a shared like common history and a common story. What unifies family is blood. But even deeper than that, what unifies family is just this deeply rooted identity of belonging together in some common shared purpose in history. Um, and the church family is no different, right? We share a common identity in Christ together as family. We share the blood of Jesus together as his family. We share a story of redemption We share in participating in his kingdom, and we, as a church family, stick together for better or for worse, through thick and thin, in sickness and in health, you know, all those uh, wedding vow things basically are true of a family, whether it's blood relatives or the family of the church. But so that we get, we get family, but then there's this other word, member, that I want to talk about. So member, I, typically when I think of the word member, I just think of like someone that's a card holder at Costco or like at the Brentwood Country Club or something. It's like, yeah, I'm a member there. I'm a part. I've got the status. Um, but that word member actually comes from its etymology. It's this root word, membrum, from Latin, the Latin root where it comes from, which more literally means like limb, as in like an arm or a leg or a body part. And that's something that Paul picks up on a lot in his New Testament writings to the church, talking about being members of the body of Christ. And so um, 
As we are publicly recognizing and welcoming these people into our family officially, I want to just read some of Paul's words over us this morning. Uh, and then I'm, we're going to do kind of a wedding vow moment, not actually wedding vows. If you've been to our children's dedication, you know what this is about. So I'm going to ask you guys a question and you will just say, we do. And then I'm going to ask you guys some commitments to them. And you guys will say, we do. And then I'll, we'll pray over them, bless them, and commission them, and move on from there. All right. So um, Paul, in 1 Corinthians, he has this to say. Um, and if it's helpful for you, we're going to have it on the screen where you can read along with us, or you can close your eyes and just listen to these words. But this is what Paul says about the body of Christ. For just as the body is one and has many members and all its members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I, am not, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them he chose. And if all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on the parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the great we bestow greater honor and our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which are more representable, representable parts. Uh, I lost my place. Here we go. Do not require, but God has composed the body giving great honor to the part that lacked it, but there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are a member of the body of Christ and individually members of it. So you guys standing up here, do you commit to this church family to serve alongside of them using your given talents and God-given giftings to build up the body of Christ and to share the love of Christ with them and with others outside of these walls. We do. Awesome. And then you guys up here, or out there, do you guys commit to loving our new family members, building up the body of Christ? And in the words that we just read from 1 Corinthians, do you commit to suffering and rejoicing together? We do, baby! Awesome. Cool. All right. I'm going to pray over you guys and then we'll move on from there. Yeah. That's right. Cool. Uh, Father, I just thank you for this sweet morning. I thank you for this sweet family. 
and Lord, specifically these people standing in front of us right now who have, you know, committed to this group of people saying, hey, Lord, we will, we will give of our talents. We will build this body up. We are a part and we are bought in to what you are doing here. I just pray a blessing over them that you would just walk with them that you would teach them and that you would use your body here to be a blessing to them even more than they are a blessing, Lord. May they receive as well as give. Father, I thank you for just the gift of your body and the way that your church family works together. And that while we have different gifts and different things to offer, we all work together for your glory and for your kingdom, Lord. Just pray that you would bless these people. We love them. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.